Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat. That is Cher's Believe. You know she's the only artist to have a number one hit six decades uh, uh, six decades she's been around and she's had a number one hit like every single decade. Do you know that she's the only woman that has continued to look 25 years old for the past six decades? She's phenomenal. This Armenian blood. Listen, Mm-mm. what we're going to talk about very quickly, <laughs> we're, we're going to start let with share on a Monday. Why not? The Armenian blood that is share mm-hmm. gives me so much hope for my future children. Lisa's Armenian, and I feel like by the time I have my children and they come out, they will look seven years old for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As does Lisa. Going back to share, she will never age. She looks. Five. Well, I had an opportunity to see Cher front row in Vegas, I think at Caesars Palace years ago. She was iconic, right? Her like third farewell tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she always says goodbye. And I shared that op- opportunity with my partner, and he took my mom instead. You Wait, know my. You invited Emil, and then Emil. No, no, no. Ryan, my ex, you know him. Oh. Like, it was like 13 years ago. Right. And I said, no, go ahead. I know it means a lot to you. And to this day, I swear to God. Then Why he, did you do that, well, babe? Well, then he cheated on me with my best friend. I'm your best friend. I didn't sleep with him. And I'm not going to sleep with you either. Don't even start. <laughs> Don't start this week, Michaela Gordon. Why did I text? This is our entire friendship in one text. I was in my feelings yesterday, and I wanted to share how much I adored AJ because I saw something. And I said, AJ, I love you so very much. You really are my best friend. Heart, heart, heart. Mm-hmm. So Any sweet. Any normal human being would respond back lovingly. Uh-huh. AJ and, said- Which I did. I will not have sex with you. (laughs) Stop trying. Stop trying, Michaela. And then I showed my fiance and he laughed hysterically. So, listen, you don't want a normal friend, honey. No, I doubt any. Also, I have uh, have issues with emotions sometimes. I realize sometimes I just, I respond with a joke. uh, I know. Listen, I'm not blaming you. I thought it was funny. What you do when the world seems a little bit weird and the world is very weird right now. We've actually got somebody calling in uh, from... India this morning to talk to us about the queer community uh, and how they're uh, being taken care of and how we can help in Ukraine. Uh, Things escalated quickly. Uh, A lot of changes in Ukraine over the weekend. Uh, Apparently, uh, uh, the the leaders, uh, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, and some uh, top-level leaders from Russia are meeting right now on the border uh, to discuss a possible ceasefire. Is it legit? Is it not? Who knows? Putin's a maniac, uh, but Ukraine's fighting back, honey. Yeah, this is not this is not the invasion that uh, that Vladimir Putin expected, and it turned very very quickly. We've also got 
Um, Money Mondays today, and we're going to talk about supporting black businesses beyond Black History Month, which does come to an end today. Uh, But how can you support 365 days a year? We have a fantastic show coming up for you. Uh, Michaela, what do you have for us in News on the Beat? All right, babe. Well, Harris County Attorney Christian Menef, he said in a statement he would not abide Abbott and Attorney General Ken Paxton's direction to the Department of Family and Protection Services to investigate parents for child abuse if they let their trans children access gender-affirmative medical care. Governor Abbott and General Paxton are ignoring medical professionals and intentionally misrepresenting the law to the detriment of transgender children and their families, Menifee said in a statement. My office will not participate in these bad faith political games. As the lawyers handling these cases, we owe a duty of candor to the courts about what the law really is. We'll continue to follow the laws on the books. Not General Paxton's politically motivated and legally incorrect opinion. The defiance comes after Abbott demanded the state DFPS investigate so-called sex change procedures and claim Texas law counts gender corrective surgery as child abuse. Hey, guess what? Also, Governor Abbott, uh, it's called gender confirmation. It's not a sex change. Yeah. It's so offensive. You know what, though? We're going to talk more in depth uh, in this show. But one thing we're learning, particularly when it comes to this war uh, in Ukraine, the power of social media Mm -hmm. is unbelievable. Right. And when you stand up for what's right, when you just bring light to a situation, people are not having it. And I feel like if we talk about this enough... Uh, people like Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott, they're not going to have a leg Cruz, to stand these on. a holes who are just so ill-informed. Yeah, totally. And also, I showed Lisa the story of uh, the candidate in Texas running uh, who was sitting Shelley basically naked. No, oh. the one that was oh, basically yes. sitting naked on the oil well. Mm-hmm. And I said, Lisa, what do you get from this photo? And she told me, and I said, well, what do you know about oil leaks uh, in Texas? And she goes, nothing. Not a and thing. I said, this is the power of social media. I love mm-hmm. it. And I also I love also you, you brought up uh, how things are different because of social media. We actually got a story we're going to share a little bit later on in the show about how TikTok and Tinder could be turning the tide in Ukraine's favor uh, just a few days into this war. <laughs> this story is wild, but Michaela brought it in this morning and it's fascinating. It's going to be so good. All right, let's get into weather. It's going to be a high of 84 in Palm Springs. Yes, 75 in Vegas, 82 in LA today, babe. It's going to be beautiful. I love how you act like I don't know the weather already. Like I didn't look at my app this morning. Why would you look at your app Because I live in LA. I always look at my app in the morning. You do? Yeah, I want to see if it's going to be a sunny guy I out. never do. <laughs> it's a surprise to me as it is to you. Apparently it's not. <laughs> 37 in New York, but you probably already knew that. I did not know that. Give us... No plans to be in New York today, so no. Just give us a vibe. You can't knock on Opportunity's door and not be ready. <gasps> oh, good one. Get ready. Okay. Mm. All right, coming up, are you suffering from aesthetic attraction? Do you even know what that is? We discuss in seven minutes why it might not be a bad thing. Coming up. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Have you ever heard of aesthetic attraction, Michaela? Never. Okay, so this is interesting because it could be impacting uh, the dating lives of our listeners without y'all even knowing it. Uh, So we're going to break down what it actually is and how it could affect your dating life. This is a story that was in Queerty just recently. Going to the Queerty Awards tomorrow night. Super excited about it for the first time since the pandemic. Can't wait. Amen. And we're going to look. We got our our cute little looks put together this weekend. We're ready to go. Um, So... Attraction generally can mean different things to different people, right? But aesthetic attraction involves feeling drawn to the physical appearance of a person, 
which can include an appreciation for their style, facial features, figure, and overall look, right? So now this uh, term was first coined about 15 years ago. Um, and it's interesting because, for instance, asexual people oftentimes experience feeling visually interested in a person and how they look, uh, but they have no desire to be sexual with them, physical or romantic, uh, have romantic contact. And now I've said this oftentimes, and I've had to explain this to my partner uh, many times over the years. Oftentimes, I see like a man, and I think, wow, he's really sexy. But that doesn't mean I want to have sex with him. It means to me, and this is the most genuine way I can put this, if somebody knows how to wear clothing properly, Mm -hmm. it's the biggest turn on in the world. I don't care what your body type is. You could be rail thin. You could be thick as the day is long. If you wear clothes that fit you well, I'm attracted to you physically. That doesn't mean I'm going to act on it. Doesn't mean I'm going to do anything about it. It just means I'm into the body. I'm into the look. I'm into the overall package of the person. Okay. Right. Might not even like them. Might not like their personality. Nothing else. But I like how they look. I like how they put things together. And that I'm attracted to that as a human being. That is a th- aesthetic attraction. Are um, you that way? Or are you more drawn to like a person's personality? Yeah. I'm, I was just thinking, do I have that? Do I think about that? I can definitely appreciate people's individual style, the way they put together clothes. Uh, but no. Uh, my thing is personality, for sure. If you're funny, that's the number one thing for me. It's not even like a sexual attraction. It just, for me, becomes like anybody uh, <clears throat> that's funny uh, becomes extremely attractive to me. And not that I want to sleep with them. I just overall like them. Um, but aesthetic attraction, I think, is a real thing. I think that's why we watch fashion shows. Uh, okay, I think that's, that's it. Why... That's a really great example. So there could be, let's say, you know, there's a, there's a runway show and there's 20 looks coming down the runway. And there's one look that stands out to you and you can't stop staring at it, right? Totally. That is aesthetic attraction. Well, I or... think that's also the way that we use the word exotic. Mm-hmm. Like when you see somebody and you're like, oh my God, they're so interesting looking. They're so exotic looking. There's no sexual yep. uh, connotation. It's just that they're they're There's something beautiful. fascinating about them. Yeah. Who do you think? I think I actually think that Lisa is very fascinating to look at. Oh, I your think partner, so I think too. she's like gorgeous in like a way that I don't know another another person that looks quite like her. I love that. Does that make sense? Like totally. she's just very interesting to me. But I also think that about my partner. Yeah, I think he's that Emil super is interesting like, looking. And it's easy to be like, yeah, he's got a nice body. He's got abs for days and pecs and all that stuff. And it's not even about that. He j- there's just something because I still have a photo. In my bedroom, a framed photo of him the the first six months probably we started dating. And he looks like such a little baby. He has a bald head, beautiful, beautiful, just everything about him is just perfect. But he it's a certain thing, and it's not like a sex thing. It just is interesting to me. Well, there's a supermodel that has uh, become just famous. She blew up, um, and she has a unibrow. She's go- She's literally one of the most beautiful women I've mm. ever seen. And she has a full unibrow. Yeah. And uh, at first, she was getting dragged. And then she said, I'm never going to change this. She ended up getting picked up uh, by multiple agencies, has booked many jobs now. But it's crazy because you would think like a unibrow is not aesthetically pleasing. Mm. It's something that we've never looked at. But she sort of reminds people of Frida Kahlo. Like she's I was so... going to say Frida because it's the first one that pops to mind, of right, course. Right, right. So, so historically, let's just say in your dating life, 
What is the one thing that is it an aesthetic thing that normally drag, like pulls you into somebody? Is it a personality thing more often than not? Is it initially uh, a sexual attraction that turns into something deeper? Like what is the thing for you? Because for me, it's usually that energy, that 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 charisma that I feel. Right. That's what pulls me in. It's not necessarily always looks. I, I've, I've dated a variety of different types of guys. But for you, like, what is the thing that draws you in? Like, if you were single today and you were out, is it somebody's energy? What is it? Uh, it's definitely energy, but it's humor. Yeah. Because I also think that when somebody's funny, for me, it's a sign of intelligence. Yep. And I think that brains are really sexy. I like, think- if you're smart, you're clever, you're witty. Yes. That's so sexy to me. And I've dated, it, I'm coming from a place of, I've dated the hottest guys, mm-hmm. the hottest girls. I aesthetically, they tend to I got it. They're so boring. It. They're so boring. <laughs> they're so boring. And they don't even know it. Yeah, they, they don't mean to be. They think they're so hot. But they're not. I mean, listen, if you're funny, if you have a good personality, in my 30s, I would say 100%. You know what our listeners are thinking right now? What? How on earth are Michaela and AJ so hot and so funny <laughs> and also, might I add, so humble? So humble. <laughs> Extremely. <laughs> Good morning, B. Channel Q. Guess what, Michaela Gordon? What? TikTok's at it again. They're spreading spreading the good word and uh, spreading uh, a, a libido enhancer that is also delicious. Well, I'm going to talk about <clears throat> libido very quickly because in regards to our last conversation, if you missed it, download our podcast at weirdchannelq.com. Uh, the president of Ukraine is super hot. You have a crush on Wouldn't him. I have it. thought Zelensky? that. <laughs> but he's so brave. Yeah, he's tough. That he's hot. Mm. So I, I feel like I just wanted to say that because I just saw a speech that he gave. And I was like, okay, Zaddy, okay. be a smart guy. Listen to End this. So more. do you believe in aphrodisiacs? Like like, like food. Is there a food that, that if you and Lisa really want to get into it, are you eating raw oysters? Are you eating asparagus? Well, <laughs> let me share a very small story with you. It will okay. not take that much time. Mm-hmm. When Lisa and I started dating, Lisa lived in a loft on the 12th floor. And that's I wanted all the aphrodisiac you needed. That's all you need. Yeah. The, the, it was Her all kitchen windows. counter was gorgeous. She, it had, was, she had an island. <laughs> shut up. Uh, it was floor to ceiling, windows. We called it the fishbowl. It was like a vibe. So I wanted to be a hot girl. And I had read that like oysters were super aphrodisiacs and like they're sexy. So I went all the way to the shack. That's what the oyster place was called. Mm. Picked oysters up oh i came home oh we ate them it worked i cleaned up the house because oysters stink mm. i threw them down the trash chute i went to my show the following day and the following day i got a text from lisa and she said michaela <laughs> the entire building <laughs> smells like oysters you have to tie what it up happened? In, a, in a plastic bag and didn't know that okay Threw it down the trash chute from the 12th floor. It was a Vegas summer. We're talking 110 degrees out. <laughs> Whatever happened, You're the so oysters <laughs> were like cooked up and the entire building smelled like oysters for two weeks. So I, I don't know if that, I mean, it didn't continue turning me on if that's your question. Hey, I was are you disgusted. trying to turn me on right now? Because it's not working. It's working. I can see it in your face. I'm, don't ever bring me oysters. I'm not having sex with you. Even if you bring me this new dark chocolate that is being like, like raved about on social media. There's a video that's received over 6 million views on TikTok about this chocolate. It's called Tabs. 
Okay. The packaging is kind of sexy. It's like three little squares of chocolate. Okay. And it is full of all sorts of things that historically are consider- considered to help your libido, make you more horny, including maca root and also uh, DHEA, which is a hormone uh, produced by your body's adrenal glands, uh, to give you a little bit more oomph. Now, you're supposed to take this chocolate, eat it together about 30 minutes before, and then go at it. But here's the thing. It's supposed to help men with their erections, and it's supposed to make them like longer and stronger and all that stuff, right? What does this do for women? Like once again, as the woman is supposed to be like, well, I can't wait to enjoy that man's, you know, manhood. Yeah, I'm so lucky. Or do you think that it's just this is just a marketing ploy? Because I don't know. I eh, oysters, yeah, it's kind of cool. I get it. It's supposed to be like I don't know, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I believe in aphrodisiacs. Here's an aphrodisiac to me. Ready? Share stories about your life with me. Ask me about my family and my friends. Ask me about my hopes and dreams. And tell me about yours. That's an aphrodisiac. That is so corny. No, it's real, though. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm it's, it's amazing. Real, though. It's amazing. I totally agree. Because when you walked into Lisa's apartment and you saw that this bad DJ is living this life, that was all hot to you. She's talented. She's got her stuff together. Yeah. That was hot. Yeah, I don't know if I believe in aphrodisiacs. I think that you can do things like take edibles or microdose shrooms. Or like That sort of gets a vibe. It's <laughs> sort of the vibe right now, right? But I feel like... I understand the point with aphrodisiacs, whatever it is. It can, like, get chemically something going inside of your body. But I don't think that the dosage is large enough Mm. in anything to, like, get you going. You're either into the person or you're not. Well, here's the thing. There's a a website. This is not sponsored. It's called tabschocolate.com. You can scan the QR code. And if you need a little extra oomph in your love life, you try it out. And let us know. I'm probably going to order some just to see what it's like. I, Although I will say, okay, order some so we can try it. We'll take. Well, I'll take it home. Listen, if the last 24 hours of my life are any indicator, I don't need any don't help need in it. the sex department. Well, however, I do love chocolate, so I might just eat it by myself. Well, one of the ingredients is tryptophan, which we oftentimes. Um, it's in Turkey. Yeah, Thanksgiving. And it makes always, you tired. I thought that's what it makes it. Yeah, that's what? what when you eat turkey and then you go to sleep. Well, sex like, makes me go to sleep. Yeah, after you have it, but something's got to get you there. You can't a, take tryptophan and then be like, let's get it on. No, I'm secret, sleeping. Uh, I'm tired. A secret AJ sex story? Real fast one? Her- when I was in my 20s, my first boyfriend, I had a sex box underneath the bed. And in that, I would keep extra little mini bottles of water. Um, usually a whole box of Cheez-Its or little packets of Cheez-Its. And a pack of cigarettes because when I was 22, yeah. I thought I needed to have a cigarette after sex. If you guys didn't know this, AJ's sun sign is a cancer. <laughs> And he's very much showing right now. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Time for a first round of What's Poppin' of the Morning. Michaela, what do you have for us? Well, there's a lot going on in What's Poppin', and it's very upsetting, to be honest. I'm serious, though. It is really upsetting. So we've been talking a lot about, uh, you know, these shows on Netflix um, and particularly like these true crime stories, one of which is Tinder Swindler. If you've not watched it, it's basically about this guy who literally swindled over $300,000 from these women. And uh, he's a a con artist. He's a major con artist. And he came, uh, the women, I'm sorry, came forward um, in this Netflix series and uh, what should have been a moment, the a moment of strength, it just wasn't. I was talking to my therapist, and she actually brought this up. Um, imagine, imagine being a woman who took out so much money, uh, didn't have that much, but continued taking out these loans. You're now negative three hundred thousand uh, dollars. You are being berated by the world for being stupid. How could you do something like this? What were you thinking? And then watching the man that swindled from you get a Hollywood agent, go on Cameo, and just make his first 20K for a club appearance. Because that's what's happening. The Tinder swindler uh, was able to pop bottles and party this weekend thanks to a club who literally gave him $20,000 just to show up. Where's the club? Where, what club is this? Um, is it Vegas? It's not Vegas. No, it's it, uh, out of the country. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I just think... <sighs> they, they've gotten offers from Philadelphia, Boston, Germany, and Mexico. Um, and his team is responding with a laundry list of demands. Oh my God. That he has before he even shows up. The narcissism. Yeah, but also it says so much about our society. About us. It about really us is more about us. Too. Like, yeah. And I think that's why women also are fearful to come forward when it comes to any kind of abuse, financial abuse, sexual abuse. Because if you think about it and you look at the comments on Instagram, people. And, and look, I'll include myself. I said, who could be so stupid? Why would you take out so much money continuously? Why would you do that? But that shouldn't be the conversation. The conversation well, should be- Well, for somebody you just met. That's the that's the hard part for people. It's right. Like, you just met the guy. Totally. But also, they hadn't just, just met. They continued this conversation. I'm dragging myself too, by the way, because I also said that mm-hmm. at first. But they didn't just meet. They built this relationship. These women thought that he was in danger, that the enemies were after him, that he was going to be killed. What do you do when you think someone's going to be killed? You give them money, whatever they need. You want them to live, especially if there's a love interest. He slept with these women. You ask me for $100 all the time, and I just say flat out no, and you're my best friend. I'm like, no, I don't know. I'm never going to stop asking. I'll take it to Cheesecake Factory, but $100, out of the question. I'm still waiting on Cheesecake Factory. I'm, I'm ready to go. 
Just call me. I've been healing. I had surgery. You okay. know this. You can sit at Cheesecake Factory. It's not like I asked you to join me in a basketball game. Okay? I just want to go to the Cheesecake Factory and have a martini or two. Well, I was sober for a month, remember? Have a sip of pink lemonade. <laughs> Tinder Swindler is a joke, and I hate him. I'm very... Good morning, B. Channel Q. Coming up in about 15 hours, Ukraine's gay combat volunteers are ready to fight their for their lives against anti-LGBTQ Putin. Uh, that is the headline. And we've got an investigative reporter calling us from India uh, here in about 15 minutes to have that conversation. Uh, you know, oftentimes... Uh, our community is the first to be overlooked and the last to receive aid in times of war. Uh, not this time. Not this time. Social media is a big part of that. Uh, we're going to have the conversation coming up in 15 minutes. So stick around for that. I know that's if right. If you want to know how you can help or how you can at least just, just send your support in any way, shape, or form, stick around for this conversation. It's going to be an important one. Uh, right now it's time for News on the Beat. What do you have? Okay. First of all, I want to give you News on the Beat. And I came into this Monday... With Ready all the, to like all come in so hot. Absolutely, listen. Um, what I'm going to say is this: as my computer loads up, mm-hmm. I am very impressed with the president of Ukraine. Um, I did find out that he is five seven. Five seven, which is very interesting to me. Volodymyr you know is his name. Volodymyr Zelensky. Because the thing that we could do a segment on this, my news has pulled up, so we are ready to go. But I do say we should do a segment. On people's big personalities and you assuming that they're like 7,000 feet tall, uh-huh. but actually meeting people and sometimes they're like five feet tall. And you're like, oh my God, these TV personalities I thought were everything, still are, but they're just like little humans. People meet me every time and they're like, wow, you're a lot bigger than I thought you were going to be. And I'm like, oh, so I seem small to you? I'm 6'5". Well, t- they say that to me. I'm, they, to me, they're like, you're so much smaller. I thought you were going to be so much taller. Hmm. Opposite problems. Let's you're get tiny. into news. A judge in Oklahoma has issued a temporary order blocking the custody rights of a mom to her child. The reason she was not the gestational parent in the case of a lesbian couple that filed for divorce in December 2021, one of the moms of a young child is having to fight to obtain parental rights. The parent, whose first name is Chris, was denied her parental rights by Judge Lynn McGuire due to not being the biological parent. In her ruling, Judge McGuire stated that Chris could have pursued any legal remedy to establish parental rights and cited her failure to do as the reason behind denying Chris custody rights to her child. Judge McGuire also stated in her ruling that Chris could not apply for custody of the child as the child was not a product of the marriage. This is all despite the fact that couple that the couple planned together to have their child and both she and the birth mom named Rebecca appear on the birth certificate as parents. Wow, that's so interesting. You know, it's been... um a conversation in our household with just full transparency. Uh, Lisa and I have asked a second person that we know uh, to be the sperm donor, and he literally declined this weekend. And I, we understand the reasons, of course, but um, to be honest, it's just been such a holdup in our journey with H- HRC fertility and, and our journey with having a baby. And um, we've had to have these conversations as well. And it's just mind-blowing that um thank god we're in a good place i don't ever see this happening but if we decided to get divorced and and then like lisa couldn't see the baby because it came from my belly or i mean just Mm -hmm. the odd things that the state of california is able to do when it comes to children and lgbtq couples and we're the state of california this is oklahoma like oklahoma's you know a little ho-dunk i have family there it's it's very very conservative very republican um 
it's fascinating to me. Like, it's interesting because I'm of the mindset I would never, ever, ever want to know the woman. Maybe as a, as a stranger that carries for me, but I wouldn't want, like, I would never ask you to carry a child for me. Yeah. So it's always, but everybody's journey is different. Um, cause I, my fear would be that if they knew that at some point they would change their mind. Right. And I think that's a fear for a lot of people who adopt or have surrogates. Well, you know what's crazy? This guy uh, I met said, uh, if I gave you my sperm, would you be willing to give me an egg later on? And it's not a question that uh, we've been asked. We weren't inquiring him. It was kind of just a conversation. For whatever reason, I was like, no. See, there you go. No, because so when people say I, no to you. That it's just, they're, yep. yeah. Listen, mm-hmm. and and I don't take it personally at all. I think the first time we did, but we also now know that they're not coming from a malicious place. It's yeah. weird for people, or yes. they want to have their own families. I wouldn't donate. They, to, I wouldn't donate to my closest friend. Yeah. I, I just wouldn't because yeah. I don't want. I want my own child someday. Yeah, and I might. That's been the I, answer. Might, I might end up adopting. But if I had to, if I have, adopt, have to adopt down the road and know that I have a biological child out there somewhere that's not mine, that's too much. Like my sister has kids, because so my sister was an egg donor for years, and there's like three or four kids now that are her. They look like they would be our children. It's crazy, and that's that's not easy for me. It's they're just out there, and we'll never know them. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. It's this whole it's a bigger conversation uh, that we can have later on in the week, but it's true. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 37 in New York, 82 in L.A., 75 in Vegas, 86 in Palm Springs, and 64 in Houston. Now give us a vibe of the day. You can't knock on Opportunity's door and not be ready. Yeah. Get ready, then knock. Get ready and then knock, Or get honey. close to ready and then knock. Yeah, and that, then figure out the rest later. That feels right. That makes sense. <laughs> All right, coming up, uh, the LGBTQ community in Ukraine is ready to fight for their lives. Find out how this affects us as we talk to an investigative reporter coming up next. The Morning Beat, Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. We're so honored now to be having a conversation with uh, someone who we found, uh, who wrote this article about our queer community in Ukraine uh, and how they are fighting back and why it's so important that they fight back. You know, for many people around the world, you might just be paying attention to the situation in Ukraine for the very first time. Um, But uh, this has been going on for years in in the southern Mm -hmm. and eastern regions of Ukraine. This full-fledged invasion, though, is just uh, on another level. And it, and it matters for a litany of reasons. And here to explain exactly why is an investigative reporter by the name of Ankush Kumar, who is calling in now from India. Ankush, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I am fine. How are you? Uh, we're good. We're good. We're concerned, though, uh, obviously for the people of Ukraine, for democracy around the world, uh, in particular, <coughs> though, for our LGBTQ plus community. Um, what do you want our listeners yeah. to know about, about what's going on there and why this is so important? So um, the war, uh, this war is not new. It started like uh, in 2014 and ever since this is happening. And now when Putin is trying to invade and trying to capture this country, Ukraine, the problem is with LGBTQ communities that they are scared, like what can happen with them. And this is not new. Uh, We have seen how LGBTQ community has suffered in Crimea or in Chechnya, even in Russia also. 
So uh, this is really, really a big concern for the community and for the whole world right now. Well, I, you know, we talk a lot about how it's very different in America. We're a bit spoiled with being able to do many things in our community that other countries are unable to do. And it, uh, it was in this article that when times of war happen, oftentimes our queer, our queer and trans community uh, is very much left out. They have zero resources. Uh, what... How can we help our community that is suffering in Ukraine and also in Russia? Because the people of Russia also did not want this war. And there's still an LGBTQ community uh, that also doesn't have a voice right now. Yeah. So uh, when I, I was doing these interviews for the article, I was talking a lot and I was asking questions like how they are feeling about what is happening and what can happen. Uh, actually, I started interviewing way before uh, this invasion started. And even after the invasion, I talked talked with them and they were uh, really scared. But I have to tell you that uh, LGBTQ community in Ukraine is really, really courageous people. They are fighting back and they need your help. Uh, your listener, uh, uh, Your audience need to help them if they can. So there are there are two organizations right now in Ukraine. They are helping in uh, in like money or weapon or tools or kits, whatever they need. So this organization is KaiPride.org. You can anyone can go on this website and can donate whatever they can. And there is this another that is OutrightInternational.org. They both are helping. Like really, it's a big deal there and i would like to <clears throat> today when i was before this interview i was talking with a girl in ukraine and she was uh, i asked her like what do you want to tell the american people about your situation and what kind uh, what what they can do for you so this is i am going to read you her message and i hope people will feel it so this is what she said I just want to ask them for any help they can provide us. Here in Ukraine, there are people who are dying, who are suffering, both our army and civilians, even children. We, are, we all fell asleep with the sounds of flying missiles and sirens. We are hiding every second. We don't sleep, can't eat, just surviving. We call our family and friends and every time pray for them to pick up the call. I sit at shelter with my younger sister that wakes up every night with the words like, are we getting bombed again? Do we need to hide? My mom went to the territorial defense. She doesn't have any weapon, but she will protect her country, her home, at any cost. My country is beautiful and people here are amazing. We don't deserve this. So this kind of appeal is coming from the Ukraine right now and especially from the LGBTQ community. They all need help. Mm. And Kash, I, I, I thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you so much. I, I think that what you did just humanized the experience that, you know, look, we woke up this morning here, at least for me, 
I woke up, I went on Instagram, I made a cup of coffee. I took my dog out. Yeah. I kissed my partner goodbye. Mm. I kissed my dogs goodbye. Got my car, I came to work, made some jokes. And unfortunately, that's just not the reality for these people. They are afraid they're getting bombed. They aren't sleeping because of the sounds of planes and helicopters. And you've just illustrated that so beautifully sad i I thank you for sharing that and kush and i I love the article uh we'll share it on our social media as well because it's so beautiful the article you wrote for the daily beast um and you and you talk about how they're actually you know essentially little militia groups of lgbtq queer people who are forming and training uh, because they've seen what's been happening since 2014 or so and they see what happens when russia does in crimea and chechnya what happens when russia takes over um, and just over the weekend, you know, here in the United States, this is a very political issue for some reason. You know, Donald Trump supports Putin and some of the Republicans do as well. And Hillary Clinton went on record saying that Republicans are supporting Putin because he's anti-gay and anti-freedom. Um, what do you think the end game is for Vladimir Putin? How do you see this playing out based on what you're seeing and hearing uh, from the ground in Ukraine? So uh, this is going to be a defeat for uh, President Putin because, uh, you see, even though he, if, if he uh, managed to capture the capital or the Ukraine, but the people are very strong, they will fight back at any cost. I have talked to many Ukrainians, especially LGBTQ community, and some from the militia groups and some from the military also. They are determined either they will live or they uh, they will die but they will protect the country at any cost so mm-hmm. when you see this kind of energy in people you know that uh, this war is not going to be simple and we are seeing this right now putin thought that this war is going to be easy it's going to be one day thing but it's not it's uh, today is fifth day and ukraine is still strong and fighting back mm. He underestimates well, the will of the people. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Well, uh, Ann Kush, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you having, uh, we appreciate you being on the show and, and all the work that you're doing for the community. Thank you. Okay, coming up, find out how Tinder is making itself the number one contributor to stop the war against Russia and Ukraine. Coming up next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. 
Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. If you're just now joining us, we just had a fantastic conversation with an investigative reporter who wrote a piece on the situation in Ukraine from the perspective of the LGBTQ plus community, uh, interviewing those on the ground who are fighting back. Uh, they've essentially formed militia, queer militia, uh, and they are fighting for their country. They're fighting for their rights mm-hmm. and their livelihood because they know what's at stake in Vladimir Putin's uh, regime and in his world view of what that, where that puts them. Um, he shared a really beautiful letter written from a queer person in Ukraine, and the conversation was so powerful. We're going to share it again in our, our final hour, but we're also going to put links online so you can go um, – check out how you can support monetarily or otherwise we'll put that on our, our, our we are channel q instagram account so make sure you go check that out uh, a little bit later today also if you missed the conversation and you want to share it you can do so by heading over to we channel uh, and sharing our show as a podcast uh, right now though it's time to lighten it up a bit and talk about how interesting it's it's lightening it's it iconic. up but it's also iconic i want you to intro the story michaela because you. you brought it to us this morning it is so fierce thank you so much i Read this story yesterday with my partner Lisa, and I my mind is blown. My mind is blown. Well, there's more than one way to win a war. There's a hundred percent. Okay, and I want you to remember that when the news is crazy, and Biden is on the news, and Putin's on the news, and and we're dealing with all these really scary things. At the end of the day, men will still be men, and at the <laughs> end of the day, there's a lot of power in the P. Figure that out, okay? Because what's happening right now is there is an app called Tinder which I'm sure everybody is familiar with. Mm-hmm. And Tinder is going crazy in Kiev right now. And also the P might not be the genitalia you're thinking of right now. It might actually be the other one. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so these women in Kiev, uh, in Ukraine, they are having to fight for their country. I mean, a lot of these women have never held a gun before. Uh, I saw one article where this actual beauty queen, she was a Ukrainian beauty queen, had to put in, uh, be in full combat and get ready to fight. And it's crazy. So you wouldn't think that these Russian soldiers would have time to go on Tinder. But surprise, they do. They're all over it. When they're not fighting for their country, they're trying to get some, okay? And they don't care if they're Ukrainian women, honey, because that is a different type of war, okay? They just want to be in the bed, creating memories. And so these women are so brilliant in Ukraine that they have begun going on Tinder, taking these Russian men, luring them into their homes, and killing them! What, what the, what they literally the, use Tinder... Well, not, As a trap. Not only just that, they're actually because they're, they're they've created a network of women who who actually communicate with the Ukrainian forces. So good. And they're giving up their locations. So these women are going on Tinder and changing some of their locations to not actually where they are because they find out that these men are looking for women in a certain region, right? Maybe outside of the city. Maybe they're twenty miles northeast. Right, and they're letting the Ukrainian military know where they are, yeah. so they can go attack them. Totally, and okay. kick them out of their country. Now, here's what's iconic: <laughs> the women said that the men in these photos were some of them were naked with just their gun. Some were in full combat gear, 
posing. Uh, And the women said, uh, one woman said, I didn't find any of them attractive. I actually kept swiping, which also is like such a woman thing to do. Like that one last petty comment. But then it hit her. I didn't find any of them attractive. But then I got curious. There are so many. So she said, as funny as it is, it is also very scary because we are luring in these people that are willing to kill us, but not scary enough that they didn't lure them in. Well, not just Tinder either. TikTok. They're calling this thing the TikTok war because Vladimir Putin is trying to, he's been saying over and over and over again, it's not happening. We're not invading. We're not going to invade. Even leading up to it during the Olympics, he was saying, we're not escalating this thing. And people are getting on their phones on TikTok and be like, uh, hello, look, here you are. And they're getting busted. That's how the world is finding out that this actually is as bad as we think it is. While Vladimir Putin, does he not know? Does he not have a cell phone? Honey, does he not know how social media Putin's works? Putin's been in this game for 30 years, and I'll tell you something. <sighs> means nothing. Say what you want about social media. There's a lot of there's a bad stuff to it, right? But there's a lot of good that can be done as well. If this, if this war gets shortened from a World War Three nuclear situation to a week-long skirmish where, you know, unfortunately lives have been lost, and I don't want to minimize that. But if this thing can be shortened because the truth is getting out, I'm if all for this it. this can be shortened because women are on Tinder killing their victims, that is a true crime story that I want to watch go down in history. Mm. Love women. Love being a woman. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'? What do you have for us? All right, honey. Well, the Housewives of Miami has hit the big screens, but there's one castmate who um, is kind of a legend. Julia Lemigova is one of the housewives. She was the former Miss USSR. Mm, Um, Soviet Union. Yeah, but she's uh, also breaking boundaries. She is in a same-sex marriage to tennis legend. You better say it right. Say her name. Say her. You don't even know who she is. You're so young. Martina. Yep. Navratilova. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of like like gays like my age or older who are like screaming right now. Like you don't know who that is. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, but she is also on the Housewives of Miami. Oftentimes we see them choose celebrity couples um, or people that have some sort of power. Uh, but a lot of people didn't know they were a couple because uh, Julia was in the closet for a very long time. And she even admits shamefully hiding her romance with Martina at first. She said, we never talked about gay relationships in Russia. It's only when I left Moscow and moved to Paris that I discovered there were all types of relationships and loves. Even though I had relationships with other women, it was in a private closed circle. I couldn't imagine holding another woman's hand on the street. I was very much in the closet all of those years. Uh, but she's now on a very national television show mm. and uh, expressing her love for her wife. And, you know, sometimes there's so much beauty in shows like The Housewives because they get dragged a lot. But this is such a real story. I mean, growing up in Russia, it wasn't exposed to her. She's 49 years old. She ha- basically hit her marriage for a long time. And so the outreach, the, the people that she's reaching by being on this show are sometimes people that need to hear that. Mm. They're a much more closed-minded type of audience. And uh, I think it's amazing. I, I really wish them all the best. I hope they have a beautiful marriage um, behind closed doors. It seems like they do. I will and, say uh, this. I love that. Well, because Martina Navratilova was Czech. So she's also Eastern European and her partner's Russian. And in those parts of the world, especially then... 
this isn't something you talk about. Right. Um, and I got to wait tables, uh, or got to wait on Martina Navratilova level one time before the U.S. Open at this French restaurant I worked at in New York City, and I literally was so nervous to say hi to her, I was shaking in my boots. Like, I grew up like Martina Navratilova, Chrissy Everett, like this greatest rivalry of all time. So to me, she's like a massive superstar. Right. So her partner sharing this story is pretty, pretty sweet, and it's pretty, pretty impactful, especially somebody from what is now Russia in this time. Totally. At this moment. Totally. Mm. I love it. I mean, listen, we're talking a lot about the LGBTQ community with the war in Ukraine and Russia, how their needs aren't being met and how they still don't have a lot of rights. Yep. And this is 2022. Imagine for Julia 25 years ago. Still, I mean, we've had a lot of growth, but a lot of things haven't changed. All right, coming up in the next hour, we've heard of apps to help the state to sell things to get a ride, but now there's an app to simply make friends. Would you be interested? We'll discuss. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. We have a fantastic hour coming up for you here on the show. Um, I'm kind of curious to know about this. Uh, there's an app now that sort of in the same vein as Tinder or Grinder. However, the focus of the app, the goal of the app is not to help you find a hookup. It's to help you find a friend. I so kind of live for it because I'm going to tell you, once you hit 40, I feel like once you hit like your 30s, making new friends becomes difficult. I feel like they just find their way to you in your 20s, right? You're always out having a good time. You're going to the bars. You're like being social. And then as you get a little bit older, especially if you get into a relationship, making new friends isn't the easiest thing. So we're going to have that conversation coming up here in just a little bit. Would you find a new friend group on a social media app? Also, it is Money Mondays here on The Morning Beat. And we're wrapping up Black History Month uh, talking to an expert uh, um, on how to support black-owned businesses, not just this month. Not just during February, which, by the way, is the shortest month of the year. That is not lost on me. Come on. Um, 365 days a year. How do we Amen. do that? Uh, as allies who know what it's like to to be supported by allies, we also want to be allies to communities that we are not necessarily a part of, but that we care about deeply. It's a really fantastic hour here on The Morning Beat. Stick around for all of it. Michaela, right now, though, it's time for news on the beat. What do you have? Well, honey, I just want to tell you, I can't wait to talk about that friends conversation very quickly because oh, I talked. That's interesting. You trying to find new friends? You don't want me anymore? No, you're my honey boy. Okay. But I'm just saying that as you get older and in your 40s and late 30s, you direction of your life goes so differently. Most of my friends that I was friends with at 20 that I met all have children now. They're third kid. We have nothing in common. So we like outgrow each other. Once they have kids, they always just disappear. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm your kid. Take care of me. Yeah, they just go away. Yeah, don't worry about your two-year-old. I tell my partner all the time, when we have kids, I want to be like my cousin and her husband because they are still very much a part of our lives. They had their Even when they were babies, they were still like, listen, we're parents and we love our kids and we're going to give them the best that we can, but we're also still humans. And we also want to live. I feel like so many times people get married and have kids and they just get weird. Totally. My cousins did it. A lot of my friends have done it. Listen, I think we're coming into a new generation, thank God, but that's why oftentimes women, especially once their children move out... They have no idea what to do with themselves None. because for the past 18 years, they've made their whole lives their children. Mm-hmm. Good thing I'm not going to do that. I'm going to barely be present I'm when gonna, I'm a dad. I'm going to sometimes show up. I'm going to give my kids the very least. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll be there in your game. Maybe I won't. We're going to have kids and never talk to anybody ever again. That's what's <laughs> know, really going to happen. God. All right, let's get into news. Harris County Attorney Christian Menefee said in a statement he would not abide Abbott and Attorney General Ken Paxton's direction to the Department of Family and Protection Services to investigate parents for child abuse if they let their trans children access gender affirmative medical care. Governor Abbott and General Paxton are ignoring medical professionals and intentionally misrepresenting the law to the detriment of transgender children and their families. Menifee said in a statement, Now my office will not participate in these bad faith political games. As the lawyers handling these cases, we owe a duty of candor to the courts about what the law really says. We'll continue to follow the laws on the books. Not General Paxton's politically motivated and legally incorrect opinion. The defiance comes after Abbott demanded the state... DFPS investigates so-called sex change procedures and claim Texas law counts gender corrective surgery as child abuse. Oh, Lord of mercy. All right, let's get into some weather. It's going to be a high of 64 in Houston, 86 in Palm Springs, a high of 82 in LA, 75 in Vegas, 86 in La Quinta, and 37 in New York. Let's go to La Quinta right now. Let's go to La Quinta. I miss the desert. I miss Coachella Valley. I, I miss love it. Palm Springs. Hmm. Let's go. Okay. Seriously, get your pack up. Vanessa, can you cover the last hour and a half of our show? We're no? going to Palm Springs. She hates getting on the mic. She doesn't want to talk. I, she like does not talk on the mic. She hates us. Vanessa, say something on the microphone. Fine, you can come with us. Vanessa, do you want to come with us to Palm Springs? Just play music. Answer on the microphone. Uh, let's go to Palm Springs. here's your vibe of the day you can't knock on opportunity's door and not be ready knock knock okay who's there orange orange i I gave the joke i know honey literally everyone knows that joke really can't do it everyone literally knows it's banana seven banana you got it let it go Hmm. good morning beat channel q all right so you've heard of bumble right yes but have you heard of bumble bff Yes. Or Peanut, Friender. These are not sponsored, of course. Um, However, there are all sorts of apps now that aren't really just for dating, or actually not for dating at all. They're to make friends. And it's interesting to me because as I've gotten a little bit older, I've realized it's hard to make friends. Mm -hmm. And I never, it was something, it's something that kind of comes naturally for, for many of us, maybe in our 20s. But as you hit your 30s and 40s, I think the expectation is that we're supposed to be adults and we can't just go have random fun anymore. And you have to be professional, focus on your career and not make friends. Yeah. Who's the last good friend you made? Well, this is interesting. Um, I went in with an intention in 2020. I felt like I felt very alone in 2020. And I made this intention that I wanted to find a group of friends, um, particularly female based um, that were good hearted, loving, kind, that could one day teach me how to be a mom, that could teach me like different things. I, I really wanted like a, sure. a girlfriend group. But I'm 33 and most of my female friends. You're 34. Oh my God, I'm 34. <laughs> oh God, I forgot, darling. Uh, but most of my friends or women that would be of my age are running after toddlers. They've got children. Yeah. They don't have time to do Runyon Canyon with me. They don't have time to just grab a coffee, you know? So it's not like that. They're not spending their free time like like writing an album. Yeah, that's like not a thing. <laughs> yeah. um, so I worked really hard and I went in with intention and I met my vocal coach um, and I admired her a lot and I thought that she was really great. And so I just straight up was like, would you like to be my friend? And she was like... 
Okay. <laughs> sure. Seth Sometimes a. you have to just ask. But listen, that's where I'm at. Well, I have four girlfriends. One was my dance teacher. <laughs> One so was my vocal so teacher. So people that you're hiring, they're all on staff. <laughs> they're all on staff. But I, I like went in with the intention, and I feel like because of that, I got it paid back. But then I asked them to be my friend. Yep. Well, this is actually interesting though because this article in Huffington Post talks about how to make friends, and maybe maybe going the app route is 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 can work for you. Like I would love that. Yeah. I I miss having male friends. Historically. I don't have a lot of trust in other gay men because I've been stabbed in the back so many times. Right. And what happens is one of two things. Whenever I make a new gay friend, they're either competitive and catty, which I don't like. Totally. Not into it. Um, Or they might be attracted to me and not willing to say it. Or they do say it and cross a line, which then it's impossible to be friends with them. Or they're attracted to my partner and really sort of trying to get close to get close to that person. Either way, I don't trust many people, right? Especially like West Hollywood gays. It's a different. It's a different type of gay. Yeah. So I t- I tend to have more straight male friends, but now my straight male friends have all gotten married and had babies, and it's interesting because they're all like their mid thirties to late thirties or early forties now. But I want new friends. I used to play sports a lot, and so I would meet friends by playing like volleyball. I would, I would do like NAGVA tournaments, uh, which is like the North American Gay Volleyball Association. I would go do those, and I would make a lot of friends that way. Well, that shut down for a couple of years because of the pandemic. Right. So to your point, um, if you're trying to make new friends, maybe it's an app. Maybe it's just getting out there and getting social again once the world is reopening now. Here are some tips for you. Focus more on what you have to offer than what others have to offer you. And that's a huge okay, one. Okay. Especially in Hollywood in our industry. I, listen, I'm going to tell you that a lesson that I've come across personally and recently is... I have always been so, so concerned about people liking me. And when I finally stepped back and asked the question, do I even like them? Yep. Like, it changed my life. Or was it transactional without you even realizing it? You're like, I can get something out of them. Yeah. So I think we do that because we think it's what we're supposed to do in our industry in particular without having the intention of actually trying to get things out of people. Yeah, I think for me, I understand that and I could take responsibility for that. I don't think it was, I don't think my friendships have been transactional. I think I always wanted a family because I didn't have one. Yep. And so I I really put a lot of weight into my friendships and I really wanted them to love me as much as I loved them. Mm. I wanted them to take care of me and I would take care of them. And I think that one, I had to create healthy boundaries, but two, I realized that the people I was putting the weight in were not people that even deserved it. Mm. Like I wasn't getting it back. Right. If it was transactional, it wasn't support. It well, wasn't love. Because they, I, I, oftentimes they might not have been doing this next tip, Great. which is ask questions to keep the conversation flowing. Yeah. And so that one's important. Ask questions. Get to know somebody. And I will say this. I ask questions, but I also have found myself, and I know this is a character flaw of mine, or, or I want to say it's a flaw, it's a trait that I'm working on, that sometimes I talk about myself a little too much in situations. And through lots and lots of therapy, um, we've sort of pinpointed why. And not every single time somebody talks about themselves, it's because they just want to talk about themselves. Sometimes people are just trying to like prove themselves to you. Right. or trying to show you, hey, I'm worthy. I'm worthy. I'm also important like you are. See me appreciate me yeah you know and so sometimes for myself i can say that i get into situations my partner and i've talked about this he's like i feel like you sell yourself a little too because we have meetings all day long 
like pitch meetings. We're always pitching ourselves for projects, production companies, TV networks. And so I think sometimes that carries over and, and it, 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 it melts or like sort of like blurs the lines of like, am I trying to pitch myself for a job right now? Or am I trying to pitch myself to a new friend? Because you shouldn't have to pitch yourself to somebody. Just get to know them. Yeah. And if they're worth your time, they're also going to ask you questions back. Totally. Just some advice because, listen, making friends is hard. We've all been in that global pandemic for two years. And, and, and hopefully that's easing right now, it seems. And I'll, it might be time to make new friends again. Yeah. And those are the ways to do it. All right. Coming up, we continue honoring the black community from Money Mondays as we talk to a costume designer as we discuss how to best support black businesses all year round. Coming up. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. The Morning Beat. It is Money Mondays here on the show once again, and money does make the world go round. But uh, more than ever, I think we're being being made aware of the fact that where our money goes and how we spend that money really does matter. And as, yeah. we, as we wrap up Black History Month uh, and, and keep an eye on celebrating black history and our black brothers and sisters, uh, 365 days a year, we're super excited to be joined now by our next guest, uh, who is a costume designer and celebrity stylist who created something really sort of fantastic to help you do just that. Please welcome to The Morning Beat, Zarina Akers. Zarina, how are you? Good morning. I'm good. I'm good. It's a good morning here in Los Angeles. It is Thanks a good morning. It is a good morning here in Los Angeles. It's beautiful today. Uh, your site is also beautiful, too. Tell us a little bit about Black Owned Everything, uh, how this sort of came about, and and what the goal is of this site. Yes. Okay, so blackownedeverything.co uh, is now a marketplace for black brands of all sorts, from home decor, beauty, fashion, um, you know, essentially it serves as a resource for the fashion industry and for those that just want to diversify their spending um, into independent business or, you know, to diverse business owners. I started Black Owned Everything actually on Instagram um, in June of 2020. And when I announced it, like on my main page, you know, at Serene Acres, it just, it spread like wildfire. It was like, we got 10,000 followers in three days, 20,000 a week. We're, we're almost, we're kind of approaching 300,000 followers now. Um, and then I quickly thought, you know, okay, this is a trend right now, but what about when the trend is over? What about when everyone's moved on, you know, um, you know, supporting cause sort of black owned business was like very popular at the time it became very popular, but we didn't really know how long it was going to last. So I thought, you know, how could we build a platform that we own? And then also, you know, that kind of, we sort for years to come, we can be a bit of a go-to resource. Mm. Well, uh, I- so we were. Mm-hmm. No, no, you please. Yeah, so we were actually able to launch the marketplace February 2021, um, which was, you know, it, you know, there's been it's definitely been an uphill battle because like starting something, uh, essentially, we kind of uh, Frankenstein Shopify to do something <laughs> that it didn't quite do, <laughs> you know. So now we're actually partnered with Shopify, and they've helped us sort of relaunch the site this past December. I think that's incredible. You know, I was in Target yesterday and I saw in the women's section a line specifically made for Black History Month and there were beautiful black women modeling it and you could buy it and it was saying that we, you know, contribute to celebrating Black History Month, but it's still Target. You know what I'm saying? It's like still not going right into black women's pockets and it's not creating generational wealth and it's not creating, I think, really what the ultimate goal is, uh, which is what 
you're doing, which is why what you're doing is so important. Look, we appreciate Old Navy or Target or different brands. Yeah, but we also see just like help, yeah, but- just like in the queer community, how, where their money's actually going, they're turning around and putting that money into Republicans who are voting against us. So yeah, yeah. So for people that want to shop with you, I know that there is one creator, uh, Khadijah Robinson, who has the Nile list. She created in 2019. You can get everything from wines to battery. What are some of the things that your creators are making that people can go on and buy? Oh, beauty products, um, anything from makeup to skincare, home goods, home decor. Um, I'm hoping to launch home necessities, like a home necessities section soon where, you know, well, you can get your laundry detergent, your toilet paper, and things like that. Uh, fashion is what we're known for. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of our brands um, that we launched with have now gone on to, some of them have become million-dollar companies. Others have, like, entered into the wholesale market where they're sold at department stores like Nordstrom for the first time. You know, um, a lot of them, so there's a lot of them, it's, we've become a bit of, like, even still on Instagram, so whether you're on the site or not, when we repost people, we've become like a launching pad. You know, we just um, promoted a new black woman owned diaper company mm. called Tinky Poo. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> well, you're paying, <laughs> you're paying it forward and you're and you're showing and the it's world. Like, and, that, and they've literally I got a call from the owner who happens to also be our product development uh, person. She helps us develop our, our own in-house like sweats and merch and things like that. She told me that now she she's on the verge of being in Target, yeah. and then she got a call to be potentially on Shark Tank, and on Shark Tank, the, and the, the person from Shark Tank um, told her that they found us her on Black Road. Well, I will tell you this. So that's really exciting. I bet I know who she's talking to because one of my very best friends who will be at my wedding this summer uh, to my beautiful black fiance uh, is actually the head of casting for Shark Tank. So if you need a little bit of help there in any way, shape, or form, not that I, not that I can necessarily give it, but <laughs> if you if you need that pushed along, let me know. Um, I, awesome. I, I, I just think this is so incredible. You have Kingsley uh, on the, your front page right now who I did a collaboration with months ago. Uh, their tank tops and clothing line, really fantastic stuff. Um, you, and you know what? Let me tell you, the awesome thing about Kingsley is that um, that's a non-binary brand. Yep. You know, so Kingsley, you know, very intentionally makes silhouettes that work for both men, women, those identifying with feminine or masculine. Mm-hmm. And it's the same, same, the same cut, the same silhouette, and it works works for everyone. And, and, and what I love about your site, though, is the intersectionality of it all, right? Oftentimes, mm-hmm. the conversation for so long was, oh, the black community doesn't support queer people. And that was sort of just like the, the general accepted like rule of thumb for so many years. But media, that's how they portrayed it. It's not true. It's just not true. And your community is so diverse and so beautiful. And you said something earlier that really stood out to me that you wanted, you didn't know how long this was going to last because we saw sort of the sort of like the black renaissance and television that took place in like the 90s. Right. And there were so many fantastic sitcoms that came out and then they kind of disappeared for a solid decade or so. Um, so what is your goal and what is your hope uh, to make sure that this isn't something that lasts for a couple of years, uh, that this movement continues on? You know, I think I had to learn how to take it uh, you know, a little bit slower, you know, because from if I when I go back and I think about it, I kind of stopped beating myself up as much because from June 2020, I started an Instagram page and February 2021, which is not even one full year, I had a marketplace up, mm. you know, and, it, and that and that in the press spread like wildfire. But when we, we had to take the site down because of technical difficulties, and then when we relaunched it, I said, okay, I'm going to take my time now. 
you know, and I'm not going to put as much pressure on myself. So now I'm really concerned with like kind of slowly building it properly. You know, I want it, I want it to be a robust media space. You know, I want to add sort of writing and storytelling mm. um, and creating our own, um, you know, our own or- original imagery to push the product. And like for us to really kind of be a go-to space, like what is like the black story? You know, like, like what are, even if we had a small corner where people can kind of just come and share some of their experiences. Mm. Like I have a friend who's, who's going through a divorce at 35 and she has a podcast of just thanks divorce, you know, and mm. like young women that are kind of going through real life challenges and young people that are kind of dealing with real life things. And like, well, how can we kind of, create that community to also discuss you know sort of all of these things like around I mean, kind of like a well-rounded space between artist writer photographer model you know and then just kind of storytelling so i have you know some 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 ideas it's just a matter of getting it there because uh, i, will. I uh, fund will. everything myself and you know it's just kind of like okay how do we push it forward You'll well Zarina thank you so much for joining us also your voice is so interesting and I I love it I think you could do a podcast or I just think your voice hey, is really that, I don't want to say sexy <laughs> but it's like great it's just like comforting I like stop it. hitting on her Michaela. I'm not, I'm not I didn't use the word sexy but it is to but in a platonic way I do want to say really quickly <laughs> also I want to remind our listeners head over to blackownedeverything.co uh, to support thank you so much Zarina thanks Zarina thank you so much and I'm thinking about sorry podcast i'll keep you posted there it is let us know (laughs) i bought a microphone last week yeah your voice (laughs) needs to be heard i'm serious my ears have fallen good morning beat channel q coming up in our final hour one of the authors of a new uh, study on transgender youth uh, regarding puberty blockers and gender-affirming hormones and what it actually does uh, to their levels of depression, suicidal thoughts. It's a really fascinating study. Uh, one of the authors is going to be joining us in our final hour to have a conversation about the results. That's in about 20, 25 minutes, so stick around for that. Right now, though, it's time for What's Poppin'. This is kind of iconic, Michaela. What do you have for us? Okay, it's absolutely iconic. I think people have been really gushing over the Ukrainian president. One, he's hot, but that's because I think that he was like... We do not care that Russia's coming. We're ready, honey, and we will win. We are not backing down. Like, it's such great leadership and so much confidence. He's like dressed in, in fatigues with a rifle. the Ukrainian people. Yeah. I know. He's five he's on foot the front seven. Lines. Yeah, I know. Don't say that for that makes him. He's five foot he's seven. A, he's a littler guy. I haven't been five foot guy. seven since third grade. Yeah. I'm not I've even never, kidding. Well, me and Vanessa have never been five foot seven, so <laughs> we literally would love that. Um, but here's so many reasons as to why he's also incredibly iconic. Over the weekend, he gave a speech to the people in Russia in Russian saying, I know this is not going to get aired, but in the case that you see it, and it was just such a beautiful moment. He has been photographed in the front lines. This man is the number one man being attacked right now. They want to kill him, and he's still on the front lines. His family is the second family that is being attacked. He can't even see his family right now for the safety of his family. Uh, But the most iconic job he's ever done is before he became the president of the United States, he was a comedian. Of the United States. I mean, sorry, of Ukraine, of Ukraine. Yeah, he's not our president. I wish he was, he said. Well, he became president of Ukraine in like 2019, so pretty recently. Yeah, but before he was the president, 
He was the voice of Paddington Bear, the bear in a raincoat that we love. Uh, he was the voice of Paddington Bear, and then in Ukraine, in Ukraine. Yep. And then he was such a great comedian, and in one of the roles that he ended up playing, he played a president, and people were so uh, enthralled by him and the character that he played as president that they were like, hey, you should actually be president. And then he was like, okay, Paddington Bear, I'm done. Now I'm going to go run for president. Ran for president and is now the president taking on what people deemed as like a possible World War III. Listen, after, after West Wing aired for a few seasons... If Martin Sheen were to run for president, I would have voted for him. Jeb Bartlett, like I would have voted. There, there are, I, I get it. There's a couple of people who've played presidents in films and stuff over the years. I would have been like, yeah, I could vote for them. Yeah, I understand. But I mean, it's kind of what we did, just in a completely opposite way. Like Donald Trump was the apprentice, was the lead of Apprentice. Someone was like, hey, you should be president. And he was like, okay, and he like lit the world on fire. Well, he like was it, the CEO of his boardroom. We made him the CEO of the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I will say, this president. He's so fabulous. He's uh, he's also young. He's only 44 years old. He's got two children. He's married. Yeah, I think it's amazing. And also, it's interesting because he does come from like a sort of a, a Hollywood-ish background, right, as an actor. And I've been watching sort of the propaganda of this all. And propaganda can be good or bad, right? It can go either way. And it feels very much like he and his team are really making a strong case. They might not have the amount of troops and the military, you know, strength of Russia, but they're sort of like Hunger Games. Like it's like Hunger Games. He's like the Katniss Everdeen yeah. saying, "Listen, I'm going to take up arms and going to show up but, for my country," and everybody else is doing it right behind him. I, because listen, when your leader is walking the walk yes. and talking the talk, you are going to go on Tinder as a woman, and you are going to get those mm-hmm. Russian soldiers. You're going to invite them to your home, and you're going to. But, 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 and, and, and listen, we're, we're not making light of it, but it is it is what is happening right now in, in Ukraine. And I shared a meme this weekend of, of Vladimir uh, Valensky. Or, uh, was it Valensky? No, no, no. Vladimir Putin. Vladimir is the Zelensky is the president of Ukraine. His yeah. name is Vladimir. And his um, I showed a picture of him side by side with Ted Cruz and how they both reacted to like a tough situation and it was a picture of him in fatigues with a gun ready to fight for his country and then ted cruz pulling a little carry-on back or a little bag through an airport oh, going, going to mexico, mexico during the pandemic that's right like, like elections matter this is why this is incredible. You I think I just Donald so Trump would have stood up and, and taken up arms to protect Honey, our country? he had bone spurs. He was asked to go years ago and he said he had bone spurs. And then he, had, then he encouraged Americans to attack our own capital. Yeah. But the, yeah. Mm. Hmm. Coming up this hour on The Morning Beat, we've got one of the co-authors of a new study that just came out uh, talking about transgender youth and uh, the effects of different sorts of treatments and gender-affirming hormones uh, that they can actually have in lowering their rates of depression, suicide. It's a really impactful study, and one of the co-authors is going to be calling in to the show in about 13 minutes uh, to break down the details. Uh, it's super, super important stuff, so make sure you stick around for that. And then also, a little bit later on this hour, uh, we're going to be sharing with you a story, an interview we did this morning that was so powerful, we thought we'd share, share it again. 
of a man, uh, an investigative reporter calling in from India, actually, who has been following the LGBTQ plus community and their fight in Ukraine, not their fight to flee, their fight necessarily just just survive, but to fight back. They're actually creating militias, and he's got a couple ways for you to help, and he's going to actually share a letter uh, that was shared by one of our queer sisters in Ukraine that's really just touching. Uh, So stick around for that. It's a powerful hour here on The Morning Beat. Uh, Right now, though, uh, it is time for News on the Beat. Michaela, what do you have for us? Well, there's a lot going on in the news, as always, but a judge in Oklahoma has issued a temporary order blocking the custody rights of a mom to her child. Now, the reason she's not the gestational parent. In the case of a lesbian couple that filed for divorce in December 2021, one of the moms of a young child is having to fight to obtain parental rights. The parent, whose first name is Chris, was denied her parental rights by Judge Lynn McGuire due to not being the biological parent. In her ruling, Judge McGuire stated that Chris could have pursued any legal remedy to establish parental rights and cited her failure to do so as the reason behind denying Chris custody rights to her child. Judge McGuire also stated in her ruling that Chris could not apply for custody of the child as the child was not a product of the marriage. This is all despite the fact that the couple planned together to have the child and both she and the birth mom appear on the birth certificate as parents. All right, another news. Americans uh, overwhelmingly favor increased economic sanctions against Russia and broadly support further action to stop Russia's invasion of Ukraine, but most oppose direct U.S. military action. 83% of Americans said they favored increased economic sanctions against Russia in response to the invasion, with just 17% opposed. Support for increased sanctions in the new poll stands well above the 67% who favored the same in 2014 amid Russia's incursion into eastern Ukraine. Uh, A smaller majority, 62%, also wanted to see the U.S. do more to stop Russian military action in Ukraine, with 38% saying the country has already done enough. But the public is opposed to direct military action by the U.S. Only 42% were in favor of such a move should sanctions fail to work. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 37 in New York, 84 in LA, 75 in Vegas, 84 in Palm Springs, and a high of 88 in La Quinta, 84 in Cathedral City. Give us a vibe of the day. Can't knock on Opportunity's door and not be ready. Get yourself ready. Get yourself ready. All right, coming up, a new study has come out in regards to our trans youth Find out what it is and how it's affecting our community as we talk to somebody who knows all about it, a fourth-year medical student at the University of Washington School of Medicine, coming up next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. One of the conversations we have so often here on the show is how these sort of uh, like new legislation that are happening in states across the country are affecting our youth, uh, the mental health of it all. In particular, a conversation that many people are having for the very first time is how these uh, rules and regulations affect our trans youth. Well, we've got an expert on the topic joining us right now. Aaron Collin is a medical student at the University of Washington who is a co-author of a new article that just came out in the title uh it pretty much sums it up transgender youth on uh, puberty blockers and gender affirming hormones have lower rates of depression and suicidal thoughts a new study finds aaron thank you so much for being here um talk to us a bit about the 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 findings of this study and why our listeners uh should should be paying attention to this oh well thank you so much for having me i really appreciate the opportunity to speak about this 
This is particularly important because at baseline, transgender youth just experience such disproportionately uh, adverse mental health outcomes. This is due to a combination of factors. We have social exclusion, but also lack of access to medical care. So as an example, we had a cohort here of 104 total youth, and the baseline outcomes there were 56.7% of them had moderate to severe depression, 50% anxiety, and 43.4% at the start of the study had some level of suicidality, meaning suicidal thoughts or as much as self-harm. What our study found was just vast reductions in depression and suicidality, a reduction of depression of 60%, suicidality 73%. Um, more to the point, we also saw worsening of these uh, as much as two to three-fold in severity for the uh, folks who did not receive similar care. And we're unique because we're one of the largest and longest studies of this kind in existence. We followed these hundred uh, or so folks over a period of roughly a year. Mm. Um, you know, it's really interesting because I will say I'm 34 years old. And I got diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome. So part of that, when you have that is you have mood swings, your menstrual cycle is uh, all over the place. And I was put on hormones that are oftentimes given to trans uh, women. Um, and it's completely regulated me. It's it's unbelievable. It's been a couple months now. Uh, but the mood swings uh-huh. were so severe sometimes that I would feel extremely depressed. And that was part of it. And just having the opportunity to get on a medication that could help my mood swings, that could stabilize my hormones, I felt such relief and so much gratitude. And I think that that has to be the conversation when it comes to trans kids. Like we have to stop making it feel like, uh, you know, that they're bad or it's, or it's something that they're doing wrong. Like they're suicidal, they're depressed. And what this medication or what these hormones can do is just make them not want to kill themselves. I mean, it really is that simple. Yeah, it really is. It, How straightforward this is is just really shocking. We don't see these sorts of improvements with any sort of other treatment. And, you know, there are a lot of people who are expressing their thoughts on this, some from an apparent position of expertise. And this can make finding out the truth difficult. And, you know, I imagine that if you're a parent of a trans kid, that can just make this such a distressing position to be in because you want the best for your child. But what does that look like? You have so many different people who you could be arrested now. Well, it's up to Greg Abbott. If you are trying to support your kid, you're being charged with negligence and child abuse. It's just, it's just so. It's it's also insane. It's so maddening. And and you say that the 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 results are very straightforward, right? It's right there. It's in the information. It's in the information. So we know that that doesn't always work for some people, right? Donald Trump. Perfect example. Doesn't matter what sort of information you presented that guy with. It wouldn't matter. He he has his opinions, his beliefs. He's full of hatred. It is what it is, right? But mm-hmm. moving forward to those who, because I, I I believe that a lot of people are just getting bad information when it comes to trans rights. Okay, and like for for instance, my stepfather is the most kind, loving human being on the planet, and he said to me over the summer one time, he says, "I'll be honest," and he's the most liberal, progressive guy. He voted for Biden. He voted for Obama twice. He, like he's very progressive. And he said to me, yeah, I don't know how I feel about the, this trans athlete thing. He's like, I don't really think that, you know, you know, trans boys should be able to compete against girls because I, I, it doesn't make sense to me, right? 
And he's not mm-hmm. saying that from a place of hatred or judgment. He's saying it from a place of, oh, he's seen, he's being bombarded in his community and in news programs with all of this bad information about what the conversation mm-hmm. is really about. So how do you take this very straightforward, very clear, concise information from this study and impact change with it at, at a national level? How, what's the next step? How does this happen? Yeah, that is the 10,000-foot question. Um, Going from the clinic to the nation as a whole isn't nearly as straightforward as delivering the care. Yeah. But the truth isn't nearly as opaque as it might seem at first glance. I will say that the overwhelming majority of clinicians, doctors, scientists who actually have regular contact with trans kids, who actually work with them on a regular basis, who have studied these, all agree that gender-affirming care is the most beneficial approach long-term. And the emerging evidence uh, indicates that this applies to the short term as well. Mm. And just bringing it to the legislative perspective, we see it spreading through all these different states across the country, and it does pose a tangible and real harm to trans people. And I get the impression that every time people, such as your stepfather, who mentioned that they aren't sure what this means, they're really saying this out of a position of concern. They want what's best for everybody in the community. Mm. Well, well, Aaron, we all appreciate the evidence. You. Yeah. Oh no! All the evidence points to very clear answers. Oh, yep, exactly. It's it really is this straightforward. Mm. Gender well, affirming care is life saving care. Thank you so much for taking the time to 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 have the conversation with us and for writing this article. Um, it, it's a it's a beautiful and important study, and we appreciate you, uh, Aaron Collin, a medical student at the University of Washington School of Medicine. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Tell me something good. It's time for Tell Me Something Good. And I feel like if we didn't do this segment now, when? Because the situation in Ukraine is dire. But in these moments of just global sort of terror, we see the best of humanity rise. And in recent years, I think many of us have wondered if that would still happen. You know, where the state of the world is, where the state of America is, do we still have it in us? Well, the people of Ukraine certainly still have it in them. And Saturday Night Live returned this weekend uh, after a months-long hiatus. And instead of doing like a funny skit or a, a political satire, they opened up with this introduction. Ladies and gentlemen... The Ukrainian Chorus Dumka of New York. So stunning. Introduced by Kate McKinnon and Cecily Strong, longtime cast members. Um, And it's just, it's not lost on me that first, uh, that was a queer woman in in the free United States that introduced this choir. But Michaela talked to us a, a moment as an artist, as somebody who rose to fame on American Idol, who has an album coming out this summer that is very personal to you, The Power of Music to Heal. Well, I think you don't have to be a singer to understand the power of music. I I think that when you're sad, 
What do you do? You turn on your saddest songs. When mm. you feel happy, you blast music while you're driving in your car. When you feel any type of emotion, oftentimes there's music that contributes to it. It's why soundtracks are so important. It's how they change the mood. I mean, I just watched the finale of Euphoria. I won't say anything, but the music really sets that mood. And mm. they say that music is very similar to like chanting in Buddhism, and it helps align your chakras. It's the tone. It's the wave of the music that literally changes your body it's one of those brain. senses it's like smelling something that reminds you of a childhood memory with your grandmother totally like a certain sound a song can take you to a place and it's amazing that it can do that you hear one song and you're like i know exactly where i was in that moment in my life standing there and that that is just the power of music so when you're able to sing uh when you're able to do that for a living it's a big responsibility because you also have the power to remind people of things that they love, remind people of things that they hate. And um, it's it's just a different type of praying, I, I think. Mm. And it's just beautiful. And for Saturday Night Live, which we've known, has been... Such a hilarious show. It's the same. It's the same with the power of laughter. Laughter is is similar to singing. I think it can totally make you feel, no matter what kind of mood you're in, mm-hmm. it can immediately make you feel better. And don't take for granted the freedom to have a show like Saturday Night Live to go on air and do something like this, because that's what they're fighting for in Ukraine. It's a freedom they do not have in Russia. Right. And that is what Putin wants to impose on the world. Well, it's the speech that the Ukraine uh, president gave mm. in Russian to the Russian people. And he yeah. said, I know it's not going to be aired there, but I hope that they somehow see it. It's us having that freedom to be able to air whatever we want. Yeah. So, so, so continue sending love and light and doing what you can. We've got some links up on our social media right now if you want to give to the queer community in Ukraine. Um, but we thought we'd just end, end today's show with that. Beautiful. Thank you, as always, for listening. We'll continue keeping you informed this week. Thank you to our guests. Now enjoy three hours of really great music for you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.